So can you give me <laughs> a broad stroke of like what the story of Dragon Ball Z is and why is it so compelling? Yeah. And why is it such a good reflection of what we all are on the journey of with ourselves? It's a great question. And um, there's a uh, Dragon Ball Z is so interesting because um, you can map yourself onto various characters at various points in your life. Um, one of the reasons why it's been so impactful for as long as it has for me is because when I was a kid, you know, I identified so much with Goku and Gohan. Gohan's like this kid who, you know, he's Goku's kid. And um, inside of Gohan, there's this power. And everyone, everyone but Gohan experiences it. Like when Gohan like shows up, even as like a kid that's like literally pissing mm. his pants, Vegeta and Nappa are like, oh shit, we should probably kill that thing before it knows, it discovers how to use its power, mm. you know? And so um, I like related to that so much as a, as a kid growing up, just being like, yeah, I don't experience myself as powerful, mm. you know? And, and I, and, but within me, there has to be something. There has to be something that like I can hold on to. And then as I got older, you know, there, um, I started to lean more towards uh, Goku, you know, and Goku is, um, he's someone that doesn't give a fuck. He does not care about anything other than pushing himself and getting stronger. Hmm. Like people hate Goku as a character because one of the things that he does is he puts the entire universe into jeopardy <laughs> by making this tournament happen where if they lose, they're, the whole universe, there's seven universes in Dragon Ball. <laughs> Their whole universe gets wiped out. But he wanted to do it just so he could push himself, just so he could like fight other really strong fighters. Mm -hmm. And like that showed me so much about single-mindedly focusing on what's important to me, you know? And um, and that's what I've done with my life largely. You know, I I have been there have been so many cases where people have attempted to keep me in one place. You know, I, I've worked at like a bunch of different companies and, uh, and every time that I go somewhere, you know, I'm a high performer. I'm really good at just like pretty much anything that I apply myself to. And so naturally, like you wouldn't want to lose like one of your best employees, but even if it means taking less money, even if it means putting me into a position where I'm not as comfortable, I always follow that drive of like, no, this is important to me. Parkour is important to me. Contributing to people is important to me. Getting stronger is important to me. Sharing with people is important to me. You know, I'm going to go wherever I can do that the most, even if it's like crazy from the outside looking in. Like you're nuts taking like a $30,000 pay cut to go be a parkour coach again. You know, like, what, what are you doing? What are you thinking? And so really relate to him there. And then you have characters like Vegeta who like, man, all he cares about is being better than Goku. That's <laughs> all he cares about. And God, I relate to, to that, mm. you know, like uh, growing up with Dante, all I wanted, all I wanted was to be better than Dante. That's all I want. That's all I cared about as a kid <laughs> growing up, you know, and he knows it and I, and I know it. And what I have now is the type of relationship that Goku has with Vegeta in the series for like way further on where they're close friends mm. and they share like their sadnesses and their happinesses together. 
You know, I all the time will just text Dante and be like, yo, dude, I love you. I miss you. And it's instantly reciprocated, you know, like, I love you, miss you too. Can't wait to come back. He's like the only dude that I wanted to come down and visit when I came to Colorado. I went and sp stayed at his house and hung out with him. That type of relationship wouldn't have been possible if I didn't see someone else who was like locked in the vices of like, like rivalry, mm. navigate those waters successfully, you know, and, and Vegeta, like he has all of these opportunities to take shortcuts. He has so many opportunities given to him in the show to, um, become po as powerful as Goku. And he gives into it one time. And the one time that he does, he realizes that it was a mistake and he fucking kills himself in order to, he sacrifices himself to save everyone else. Wow. You know, and so like that, uh, man, it's so, it's just really cool to see someone like not care, only care about this, have this like internal uh, turmoil that they don't really know why, and then navigate that, you know, and like, it's easy for me to just like map myself onto that and be like, oh yeah, I used to only care about being better than other people. And what a shallow prize is at mm. the top of that, you know, because you can. You can get to that point where you're like as good or better than the people you were competing against. Mm -hmm. And then what are you left with? <laughs> nothing. You're left with the realization that that is nothing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and you're left with the opportunity, I guess, to now that you know that, what, what now? Yes. Which totally. is great. And you know, and it's cool. I, I mean, I, to some degree, that was my story as well. And, and, um, and it's kind of funny, like, it almost feels sort of sad and pathetic in a way that like I had to have it before I could move on, but we all have to learn certain lessons, certain ways, you know? And so it's not something I hold against myself, but it's, it is funny. Cause it's like some people get that without having to have the thing. It seems like, dude, totally. or they have to have something different and you know, we all have to learn it in one degree or another, but it is, um, it's sort of never ending in some ways, you know, the things that we want, it's, it is. it's, a, it's constantly moving, evolving games. So. Yeah. And that rivalry that I had with other people very much so turned inward, you know, mm -hmm. it's not like I kind of, I kind of relate to people and myself, like, um, <laughs> this is going to sound funny, but like baked bread, <laughs> you know, like you, there's only so many ingredients that make you up and like, I'm not going to go in after the loaf has been baked and like, watch out to <laughs> Hey, he's going to kill our stream, whatever. Get out of here, Tofu. He's good, but just be careful up there, buddy. Well, he just wants to sit. He's blocking everything. He's like, what's going on up here? Oh, he's going to knock it over. Don't do it. <laughs> he's so cute, man. I know. Sorry, what are you saying? Uh, I just, I, I kind of relate to like myself and like other people like baked bread. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Give me the baked bread. Yeah, so that's, no, uh, there. there's only so many ingredients that make you up. After you're baked, it's like, nah, dude, you're done. Like, mm. if I cut you open, like, there's the there's the yeast, you know, there's the water, there's the raisins, <laughs> and so um, I am more so interested in like, how do you take the mechanisms that you're already like that are baked into you, mm. and then you use them in ways that like fulfill you, fulfill other people? Because the way that I like related to Dante, for example, super unhealthy. Like what it, what it had me do is it had me compare myself to him. It had me compete with him. Imagine being like close friends with someone who their only reason they're friends with you is to be better than you. Mm. Like that's messed up.
Yeah. You know, and like, and it's also not a fun friendship. No. And the, the whole time I'm like projecting onto him being like, oh yeah, you're trying to be better than me, you know? <laughs> but like, I just experience him as like somewhere, somewhere I'm not. And so then my whole existence is around that versus I can take that same mechanism of like seeing something and wanting to achieve it and I can turn it inward, mm. you know, and I can turn it in towards myself in a way that isn't diminishing and isn't harmful. I can say, okay, when you were 23, you could triple aerial twist, you know, you're 30. Who, who are you now that you aren't, that you weren't back then? And who were you back then that you aren't now? What mm. are those qualities? And you is triple A twist one of those things? <laughs> yeah. Apparently it, not. Yeah. Ser <laughs> no, seriously though. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I love that. Oh man. So cool. Break bread. I'm going to have to think about what kind of loaf I am. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, it, you, you seem to have a pretty good handle on who you are, you know, and like what makes you tick and you know, your routines, uh, you know, sometimes appearances can be deceiving. I think I do, but also, you know, I'm very careful not to, to espouse like any kind of certainty around that because mm. to me, the mystery only gets even more big as I've gone deeper and deeper in some ways. And so being more sure of who I am is also a simultaneous, like it's simultaneously like intertwined with it's not certainty, I guess, is what it, what I'm talking about. It's yeah. like, it's actually more unknown, but I'm more comfortable with that. And I'm yeah. more um, adept and in tune with who I am. But it's almost like it's, it's, it's as deep as it is as high. So the, yeah. the more, the only way to even know myself further is to put myself in again in a, in a sort of at my edge, at, in a place of jeopardy. And so totally. it sort of never feels like the game is like, oh yeah, but there, but there are cruising altitudes with certain things. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, even Dante did that to me too. Yeah. You know, Dante is a freaking beast. He's here yeah. to teach us how to, he's godlike. how to, he's just too godlike. Yeah. You know, we love Dante because he's helped, he's helped us. And Dylan was another one who, yeah. you know, there's, I was rivalrous with almost everybody at a certain stage because yeah. Uh, yeah, I wanted to be better than everybody. Yeah. Um, but again, these people help us learn that that's not it. Totally. And then they help us direct that energy in a more healthy place. And so, yeah, I don't have that same issue. And I have subtler and subtler. And I love what you're talking about with the emotional wheel and stuff because I, I had a similar chart. It wasn't a wheel, but it was, it was your wheel's better. I had an <laughs> emotional rectangle. It should have been a circle. It's a better shape. Yeah. But anyhow. Whatever works, like, man. What, sometimes it's just like you start to get these more subtle languages and you have to you, you get these, you just start to get more and more and more distinction. Um, distinction. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good word. It's kind of like, uh, you know, if you've never had wine before, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, there's like red wine and white wine. You're like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, cool. But you can't tell the cedar from the oak and you can't tell the, what it pairs with. Yeah. Yeah. And so as you explore it more, it definitely becomes more distinct for sure. Yeah. And that's, man, there's, um, there's this great analogy that I like to use. Um, it's called the lawnmower analogy. And that is, uh, we all have ways of being and acting. Like you just wound up being, you're a human being, mm. you know, and this is, onto, this, is, this is an ontological discussion. This is like a, a, school, a, a specific school of thought around being. And you're, let's say you have a way of being, of being like um, uh, empathetic and kind. You know, let's, let's just use that as an example. So here you are being empathetic and kind and that lawnmower, 
that works really well where it works. That's cutting grass super fine. It works so well to be empathetic and kind in mm. relationships and in certain situations that people are dealing with something. But then, you know, you take that same lawnmower of being empathetic and kind, you go put it over on the gravel, suddenly <laughs> it's hurling rocks and you're not communicating your needs or you find yourself being like empathetic and kind in situations where you should have been a bit more stern or, mm -hmm. you know, advocating for yourself. And so I think it's really important to get your hands around the lawnmower's handles. Mm -hmm. So, you know, take that, don't, don't try and get rid of the way of being of empathetic yeah. and kind, but have it run on grass, you know, have it yeah. run where it works and take it off of the gravel. <laughs> you know, like stop busting up your relationships and your experience of yourself. And, you know, people have relationships with money and fitness and, uh, you know, people and all, all of those things, they've got lawnmowers on the gravel somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to like kind of take it off and put it on the grass. <laughs> and that's a lot of like what we do with yeah. motion mentors too, is we, we, we take, we take the lawnmowers off the gravel. We start putting them on the grass. Yeah. Yeah. For gravel, we use a rake. I don't know. <laughs> something. Yeah. Yeah, something use, that's not a lawnmower. Something else. Yeah, totally. Or, you know, whatever. I get you. I love that analogy, actually. And yeah, I think that's that's super true. And um, yeah, my, I got a few lawnmowers still on gravel here and there. But, you know. What would the fun be if you didn't? Exactly. You know, yeah. I'm here. I'm, we're all here for those lessons and and for those reflections and stuff like even the student you know teacher student coach relationship like you're saying can teach you and gain give you a lot if you let it yeah um and opening up yourself to just more and more ways of being totally